and welcome everyone to the very first episode of Doltmeyer Radio. We have privilege and honor today to speak to one of our very own, one of the finest that Doltmeyer has to offer, Scott Christensen. Scott, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. What we'll do first, we, we got a lot to talk about. So what I'd like to do, though, is I'd like to let everyone know a little bit more about you. You grew up in a farm, right? Correct. Okay. Let me backtrack about it a little bit. Scott's a, a sales tech rep here at Doltmeyer, and, and you've been doing it for how many years? 18 years. Wow. That's, that's fantastic, Scott. So he gets so many different calls day, you know, day in, day out for the past 18 years. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to extract some of this knowledge from Scott today. And we've got a, a full show lined up, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, but let, let's first start with uh, what was life like back in, back in those days there, Scott? Well, I actually grew up on a farm and I started helping my dad probably when I was 12 years old. I'd actually get to stay home from school in the spring because he needed me to help. So I would disc fields and stuff like that. And as time went on, then I would help. Um, I would do fields ahead, incorporate the chemical and that kind of stuff, fertilizer, and incorporate that for him so he could plant. And one of the things that I enjoyed was that we, I was a fourth generation farmer. Okay. Uh, my great grandpa, my grandpa, and then my dad, and yeah. worked with my grandpa. And that was one of the highlights. Oh. And they, they put you to work, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> And we had cattle and hogs, and so I have uh, three other younger brothers, and so on our Saturdays, our jobs were, one was to help mom clean the house, whatever she needed done, two, then we went out and cleaned out hog houses oh. by hand, so, so that was our job, and so all of my brothers and I have grown up with good work ethic because of living on the farm. It's a great place to be, and... There's a part of me, a lot of part of me that wishes I was still there, but I do enjoy my job here at Doltmeyer. I like helping people. I like to help yeah. troubleshoot stuff, help people get the right things that they need. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist in that area because I sure. just want to make sure that I'm getting the right part or right pump or whatever that they need that they make sure and get that so that I don't get the call back that I messed up or that we did it wrong. It's like to make double check everything. So. Yeah, I'm sure the customers that you take care of appreciate that. You know, everyone here at Dolmar, obviously. So, but yeah, I, I tell you what, that you, you go back to that work ethic. It's kind of the consensus. You know what I mean? You you grow up in a farm. You know what it's like to to work hard. You know, and put in those hours. And I think, you know, I just probably speaking on behalf of both of us, but. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably imagine that nowadays you don't get to see a lot of that, right? No, no, it's it's a lot different. I raised my boys to be, have that kind of that same work ethic. One of the other things is I do have like 13 years I worked at a family-owned feed store um, back in Harlan, Iowa, and I worked there for 13 years, and I did a lot of the, I answered and troubleshot a lot of things there also, but I also took care of the inventory, ordered all the all the parts, the feed, and that kind of stuff. So it, I enjoyed that job as well because, one, it was people were coming in and I was still helping them. And I that's just one of my giftings is I like to be of service to somebody. Well, I tell you so, what, that's the reason why I got you on lineup number one at the show. We were going to open up with a bang, and, and <laughs> that's why I said we, we got to bring in Scott. So uh, let's dive in real quick into the industry in, in general here, Scott. So there's there's a lot of things that are happening uh, in, in current current day. Um, you know, what are you hearing from the you know, state of the union 
so to speak? What, what's what's happening in the agriculture industry? Well, right now, part of the problem is is getting stuff, yeah. getting parts. There's, you know, it's taken weeks, months, oh, yeah. several months to get stuff, and sure. so that is a that is a huge issue. And for customers that are wanting to update their monitors and their precision ag, you know, a lot of those items are have long lead times. So I would encourage anybody if they're looking to do that to maybe, you know, for spring or something, to maybe look ahead and, and get that figured out before they need it at that time. Um, we are trying to stock a lot of stuff mm. with with Raven and those kinds of things, and hopefully we have enough parts we can help people with. I mean, it's going um, on since last year, right? Yes. With this, well, the supply chain problems. And, you know, right now we, we're kind of going into harvest season, but when we go into planting season, you know, it, you got to get your stuff in early. Right, right? exactly. The other thing is, is that there's just, from when I grew up, you know, you had a house almost on, a couple of houses, maybe on every section back in Iowa. And and now you don't see that. It's a lot more, it's bigger farms and a lot of people aren't able to stay on the farm because of financial issues, but it still is. So that's kind of changing. And so the equipment's getting different. And now you have all this the precision ag going into these things to track your yield and you know, how much you spray yeah, it's and amazing, if you're spraying it? right, it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, we, we'll we talk about this here in, in the show, but, uh, you know, we, I was just at Husker Harvest Days not that long ago, and you were at the Big, big iron. iron. Yeah, you were at Big Iron, you know, and uh, I got to see that Raven machine, you know, the uh, Omnibus, right? Yeah. That, that, that was something, you know, but it, you're, you're right there. The technology is just, you know, we're, we're gonna, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about, but yeah. let's transition into some of the common problems that you hear from some of the guys out on the field. Just kind of give us a little bit of your phone calls and, and what problems and, and troubleshooting that been uh, helping people with. Okay. Well, right now, a lot of guys are going gung-ho and harvest. And so that's a busy time. So now after harvest, there'll be a lot of guys that'll be putting on NH3 with uh, toolbars and stuff like that. And some of the issues that happen there, a big issue that I hear commonly is my rates off or my rates bouncing. Oh, or sure. Yeah. Doing something like that. And the first thing everybody goes to is the flow meter. A lot of times it's not the flow meter. It could be the regulating valve. It could be not enough juice to something, not enough voltage. Okay. And so you just kind of have to walk through a, a lot of things. And there's different ways of troubleshooting that. And one of the ways is on like Raven Systems, you're able to put the monitor in manual and then slow down and see if your rate steadies out. Okay. If it does, or you go back to automatic and then it starts fluctuating, more than likely that is your regulating valve that's bad. Hmm. If you put it in manual and you drive until you see if the rate settles down, you kind of keep dropping your speed. If it never settles, then it's the flow meter. And so instead of buying a flow meter and a regulating valve, make sure, you know, I would encourage people to call Doltmeyer and ask, just double check really what's going on before they spend you know, $1,500 on two pieces that one piece they may not need. Well, sure, because if, if they end up thinking it's the flow meter and it's not, you're out because yeah. you've already used it, right. so to speak, right? Yep. So the the idea you're saying is if there's an issue, try to give us a call first so that we can troubleshoot and figure out what's the real problem. Right. 
And then another issue that I have sometimes is the their lines will frost up. And so then that means there's a blockage. And usually you look towards the end of where that frost is at and then double check that. And usually that's where your your blockage is or it's or it's a partial blockage. So okay. And if it's find block- that on the bar. Okay. They got a blockage, right? What's some, some solutions that, that we can do? A lot of times they just have to take it apart and make sure that there's nothing in there that's blocking it. It could even be a piece of rust that gets into some little piece down there. That It's really weird how some of that stuff happens, but just different things like that. So every, occasionally that stuff kind of happens. And so those are things that we can help with. I mean, I think you're right that everyone's kind of focused on harvest right now. But as soon as that's done... You know, we're off we road on planting, right? Yeah. Then that'll be in the spring. Yeah. And uh, some of that NH3, some guys always have issues with it. Right. And so a lot of guys will apply it in the fall because then they're able to be done and then they can get in the field early in the spring. And then we got some guys that they only put it on in the spring. And so one of the things here that since I've been here for 18 years is that we have now expanded our market because of the internet and our webpage and stuff like that. We have different areas. And so we're actually before when I first kind of started, basically anhydrous was in the fall and in the spring. Okay. Well, now it's pretty much all year round because we have different areas of the country that are applying industry. Like in Texas, they'll start in December getting their parts ready and they're applying in January. Then January, North Carolina is looking for parts and they're starting to apply in February and then it comes up and then we're up next. And so it's just has been a different way of of seeing things. And it's just like, it's been mind boggling for me that we cover that much area and that now we're, you know, we don't have any low seasons in some parts of some of the parts that we do handle. Yeah. I I think that's, uh, and you know, with climate and everything kind of changing too, you got to be prepared that, you know, different parts of the country are going to be, you know, different timing. Right. Yep. Correct. What type of um, some new equipment that got you interested, got you excited to hear, Scott? Well, we one of the items or the part of the systems that we've just acquired in the last couple of years. Um, one is the Henniker system, which is a blockage monitoring system for NH3, yeah, okay. which we can work with either a Raven or a John Deere monitor. Basically, it it bases everything off a temperature. And so, again, that's where the frosting comes in. So all of a sudden, you start getting a temperature where it's getting really cold. That tells you kind of, hey, I got a problem. Okay. Um, The other thing that I've really been excited about is the Wilger EFM system, where it's a blockage monitor for planters when you're putting on fertilizer, where it has a flow meter that tells you how if your flow is up and down and one of the things that I really like about this system is the fact that it'll show you a partial blockage so if it's the ball will drop and it'll change a color below a line it changes and so then you know hey I got a problem in that row and so you can go back before it gets too bad and plug it. Before this system came out what were some of the guys how did they figure that out? Well there was a lot of times they in the beginning, they di- they didn't because the when they would see it was when the corn was up and it was yellow. <laughs> yeah. It was too late. It's yeah. too late already. But we've had some other systems that we've have had that were we sold the micro track for we still do, yeah. which it had a flow monitoring system, and then we sold the John Blue system, and it was magnets. But I just feel that this system is better one because it'll show you on the Android note that you have a blockage partial or all the way. And it's just, and it's really simple. 
I mean, sure. you can either get it as a new system where it's a new setup, or you, if you already have Red Balls, Wilgers, or John Blue manifolds, we just have retrofit kits that will go in there and there that will fit into each one of those. Oh, wow. That you don't have to spend a lot of money for because you already have all your plumbing. You, you got just basically parts. It's just, just an add-on. Yeah, add-on okay. to it. So. Oh, that's great. And uh, for everyone listening, we do carry this in stock, right? Correct. Okay. We do. We got enough for everybody? Got parts. Hopefully we do, yes. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, that's going to be a common theme here moving into exteriors, that supply chain. So, yeah, I mean, currently right now we're working on our early order program, right? Right. So, so you know, there's a lot of different products that we're looking at and, and uh, that will obviously happen beginning of next year. But, you know, when we're flipping through some of those products, we're like, wow, that's got you know, wait time of many, many, many weeks, yeah. right? Like, good luck trying to get a tank nowadays. Yeah, yes. Those, that's it's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> In my mind, it is. But yeah, and that's one of the things that we, I think, the management here is, has decided is, is that we're getting a lot of stuff in. We're getting stock in now for next year. And trying to get those supplies up so where we can meet the demand of our customers and have them in stock and not have to wait those long lead times. And so I think, which is great because that's what you need. You got to have this product in order to sell it. So And getting the product is going to be difficult. So you're right. Like being able to have those full inventories and where we're located, Omaha and another location in Davenport gives that our customers one to two days sometimes, right? right? Exactly. So, and I think that's important to realize is that when you got something that's not working, time's a ticking. Yes. And when you get the phone call there, Scott, right? They, yeah. They need they answers need and they need it now. Now. Exactly. Need it now. Well, how about these hoses? You think we're going to have some hoses upcoming? We're good with hoses? Yeah, we're, I think they're going to increase the inventory on that too, because we sell out of a hose pretty quickly. And so I think they're going to stock up on that. I'm not in available all that information all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm one of the flunkies. You know, I, hose, valves, you know, nozzles, you know, we, we cover a lot of ground on that stuff, but there's so much different equipment that's out there. So much technology that keeps changing, you know, going back to that trade show at Husker Harvest and Big Iron. I mean, it, you know, it's just incredible. Of, they've got drones flying in the air, dropping yeah. some fertilizer. You right. know what I mean? And spraying, yes. There's a lot of different things that are coming out that's going to be interesting. And one of the other products that we just started handling probably a couple of years ago was the Praxidine system, which helps people automate their chemical where they don't even really have to touch it. They put it in that same Android notepad that they can do mixtures set up their mix ratio and put the products that they want in the order that they want and push a button and valves open automatically and run it through and load sprayers in less under like four to five minutes. And that's 1200 gallon sprayer. So it's unbelievable. You imagine going back to your farm days, helping out grandpa and dad, if they had any of this equipment, you wouldn't have been working that hard. (laughs) I I wouldn't have. Yeah. tell you what, man, we, we could go on for days and hours talking about this kind of stuff, but uh, you know, probably a good place to end it. Yeah. And uh, what I'll say is I appreciate you having on show number one. Maybe we'll get you back, right? Okay, great. All right, Scott. Thanks a lot, buddy. You bet.